With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Kelly Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to break down the 2020 film of our man Quinnen Williams, who was absolutely outstanding in his second season. And we're going to do that with somebody who was with me at the start, at the front of the Quinnen Williams train, going toot, toot, and yelling and screaming for Quinnen even before the Jets drafted him. And that, of course, is our man over at playlikeajet.com, the co-host of Play Like a Jet Live with you stadium on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. The Thunder from Down Under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, what's up, buddy? Scott, how are you going? It was uh, an interesting time on Twitter. A lot of Josh Allen fans, a lot of Joey Bosa, sorry, Nick Bosa fans. Not a lot of love for Quinn and Williams. We were standing strong, and I think 2020 showed that uh, we were pretty much on the money. And let's get right into that and explain why. We'll start with the run stuffing. Now, I know this is the less glamorous part, and there are plenty of defensive linemen that can do this. So if Quinn and Williams could only stuff the run at a high level, then you would say, why would you pick him at number three? That's not all he did last year, and we'll get into that. But first, talk to me about how good he was, how dominant he was stopping the run. Off the bat, he was he was incredible. He was one of the three or four best interior defensive linemen against the run, and I don't think it was particularly close. 
it's an interesting discussion between, you know, PFF have made it to the run game and running backs are not valuable, but I think the running game itself still has value and being able to stop it does have value still in today's NFL. Quinnen, if you're looking at, you know, tackles are a useless stat, Scott. We talk about that all the time with linebackers, with defensive linemen, but a way to look at it and segment it to become an important statistic is run stops that occur within two yards of the line of scrimmage, tackles for loss, things like that. So if you're looking at run stops within two line two yards of the line of scrimmage, Quinnen Williams, one of the best three in the NFL in 2020. And then Michael Narnia had a really good stat that I saw that talked about the average depth of tackle from the line of scrimmage. And he was first in the entire NFL in 2020. So Quinnen was outstanding. And that's not my Jets bias or my Quinnen Williams bias. He was fantastic in this aspect of the game. And he did it against some of the best players in the sport. Guys like Quinton Nelson, Gabe Jackson, had great success, was able to move them at the point of attack. And in the run game, so much of his disruption is power. It's the bull rush. It's displacement at the line of scrimmage. And that's what Quinton Williams did so well. And he was so disruptive in the run game in 2020. When you watched his tape as it pertains to the run, how did he play off of the other players on that defensive line? Because we know that there are a lot of guys there that are really good stuffing the run. For example, Foley Fadakasi, certainly one of the best run stuffers mm-hmm. in the NFL. How did that dynamic work? Yeah, so I think if you look back to 2019, Quinnen was two-gapping a lot more. Last year, I'd say Foley, even JFM, they were doing more of the two-gap stuff. And while Quinnen did a little of it, he was more just asked to be fly off the ball and actually explode in the run game and cause penetration, almost that Aaron Donald style. So I think we saw a little less two-gapping from Double G last year using Quinton Williams in that way. And he was able to more be the disruptor, the penetrator. And that obviously suits his skill set a lot and was something we wanted to see more of. So thankfully, this Robert Salah scheme should be similar and to even more a degree. So really looking forward to that. But yeah, to answer your question, he did bounce well off Foley Fatakasi. Foley kind of ate up those blocks. Quinton was able to penetrate, did a little of everything, but they definitely worked well as a unit. And you know now they get Carl Lawson in the mix, who you know is a solid run defender above average pass rusher so i think in general this line is going to be top four or five against the run again but you don't want to see that because teams are running the ball at the end of games in obvious passing situations because they're up by 20 which is obviously a factor for the jets and was in 2020 so hopefully this year they're a great run defending team and that puts them in better positions on third down when the game's still alive I want to get back to what he's going to be in the Robert Sala scheme, or at least what we project that he's going to be in the Robert Sala scheme. But first, let's talk about 2020. What did you see on his tape when it came to pass rushing? Uh, It was a huge step forward. So let me take a step back again. Let's look at his rookie season. There were two things I think that hampered him. The first thing was schematically, Greg Williams had him on stunts a lot. And I know we were complaining on Twitter for months on end, Scott. And and I know Joe Blewett and a lot of smart people agree with us that the usage just wasn't right. And he had the high ankle injury and he just never got on the ground running. So then in 2020, man, you started to see why this kid was one of the best defensive tackles I've seen. And a lot of people had seen who've been doing it for a lot longer than I have. Uh, He was top 10 in pressures among top 10 uh, interior defensive linemen. He had 39 pressures last year and he was elite from multiple spots. So from the nose tackle or the shaded nose, he was so disruptive and he's so quick compared to the interior of the center and the guard spots that he can just blow past them with speed as well as that hand usage. But then if you put him in his favorite three tech spot, he also dominated from there. Just a a bit of a note talking about from the nose, Scott, he was number one in pass rush win rate 
from zero tech or the nose at 14.7% last year, according to PFF. So that's not even where he plays his best football and he was still explosive and dynamic from there. So he took a huge step forward. He won in a variety of ways. I know we're going to touch on that a little more, but this was the guy I saw in Alabama. This is the guy that we fell in love with. And you started to see it all come together after the San Francisco game. And he built from there. One thing that made him stand out on his Alabama tape, without a doubt, was the fact that he had so many different ways to win. He had about seven or eight different pass rush moves that were just dominant. Did you see that more in his sophomore season than you did in his freshman season here on his tape in 2020? 100%. He looked a little bit like a bull in a china shop in his rookie season. This year, you really started to see him utilize that club rip. Had a couple of really nice sacks, one against the Rams, jumps off the tape, uh, one against the 49ers, where he uses his uh, right hand to kind of club the guard or the center and then rip underneath the armpit with his opposite hand. You saw him use that move and was very successful with it. But then he's got so much more than that in his bag. If you look, I'll never forget, one of the first games I watched of Quinnen was against LSU. And he split two double teams with these double swim moves where he gave him a club swim and then he got double teamed and he came over and swum with the other arm. And you started to see that come together last year. There were some swim moves. You saw some push pulls and some rips and then just the ability to then bull rush through the chest after kind of lulling them with his speed, with his hand placement and his hand usage. It was just a complete way to attack tackles, to attack centers, to attack guards. And he had success wherever they lined him up. And, you know, I think, look, the rip and the club were the best two moves, but you started to see those other moves definitely come together as well. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Luke, as you said before, we complained a lot in his first season that Quentin Williams was being used too much 
to two gap and to take on double and triple teams and clear the way for other people when if you have a guy that talented and you have a guy that can do what he can do you'd rather just let him rip and let him go do what he did his second season and that is as you said be a dominant inside pass rusher did you see a lot more of the attacking in year number two? Do you think it was just a situation where Greg Williams needed to trust him a little bit and then finally by his second season he was ready to unleash him? Yeah, I think you're spot on there. I, he definitely got a longer leash last year, and it was as early as the San Francisco game. I, I kicked off the video I did at playlikeajet.com and, and on our YouTube channel where you know sometimes you're doing these highlight packages and you've got to search the earth for – you know, a good rep here against Miami and a good rep here against the Raiders and, and, you know, so on and so forth. There were three plays in a row against San Francisco that I kicked the video off against. And the first play, he was at the three tech and he blew up the guard on a play action and got a pressure. Next play, shaded nose, you know, blew up the run game, tackle for loss. And then the very next play on third down, then got a sack off a rip, kind of rip, um, push, pull move. So you definitely saw Greg Williams allow him to do more there was less of that, you know, stunts and two gapping and things like that, where he became the focal point of the defensive line and everything worked off Quinn and Williams, which is how it should be because he's easily the most talented player on the Jets roster. And he was in 2020. So he definitely earned that trust. You saw him get unleashed a little bit more. And then later in the season, you got matchups like against Miami, where I think he had six pressures and uh, a forced fumble in the run game, a couple of batted balls. And you started to see Greg Williams scheme things up for Quinn and Williams rather than just utilizing him as a chess piece in the entire defense. Luke, any specific moments that stood out to you from 2020 after watching Quinn and Williams tape? There's a lot, to be honest with you, Scott. Uh, the Rams game, uh, there was a rep where he crossed the center's face. So I'll give you some context. When I wrote Quinn in the scouting report, I remember the first line I put on it was incredible speed for his size, short area quickness. When he crosses the guard or center's face and then rips underneath, he's unstoppable. That's effectively word for word what I wrote. And I watched this play against the Rams last year, late in the season, and he did exactly that. He jumped from the two or the shaded two. He crossed the center's face. He then ripped underneath and he got to Jared Goff in a flash. And I watched that and went, that is the quintessential Quinn and Williams that I saw at Alabama. And it was incredible to see. So that definitely stood out. There was a screen he blew up, which is on the video uh, against Kansas City, where he was just so cerebral and his vision ability to uh, evade a couple of blockers, chase a guy down. I think it was Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, make the tackle for loss, something like that stood out. And then he beat Trent Williams for a force fumble in that round or so that week two game against San Francisco. And they had a pulling guard in the backfield and there was a run action he blew up the entire play and he had Trent Williams on his back, dragging him into whoever the, the backup quarterback was that day, got the sack, the forced fumble, and then was still fighting for the ball on the ground. They were three plays that really stood out to me and kind of, you know, summarized the season he had, the diversity of his skill set and just the direction this young man's going. You mentioned being cerebral and that was something that also stood out on his Alabama tape. I noticed a bunch of times when he would diagnose plays and seem to know what the offense was going to do before anybody else on the field did. Did you see a lot of that on his tape in 2020? Yeah, Brett Coleman, who's a friend of your podcast, Scott, he's someone who pointed out pre-draft, and I think he hit the nail on the head. When everyone talks about Quinn and speed and, and uh, speed off the ball and explosiveness, everyone thinks north-south. They think getting a heavy three-point stance, shoot off the ball and get in the backfield. 
What Quinnen does really well sometimes is he'll take a lateral step first. What that allows him to do is read his opponent, his direct opponent, and then react off that using his hand placement. Or if he's going uh, you know, towards the sideline, he'll then go through his chest. His ability to read, diagnose, and react accordingly is really great. And that's what makes him so strong in the run game. You see a little bit in the past, in the, uh, past rushing game as well for him, but especially as a run defender, his ability to react based on what's in front of him, that's a really special trait. And it's that cerebral nature of Quinn and Williams that, that really separates him from you know your average run defender, that nose kind of two-gap that we talked about. This is what separates him in that regard. Luke, during Quinn Williams' rookie season, when he wasn't quite living up to what we were hoping he would be, he was struggling a little bit. I remember Matt Stipulkowski, who used to cover the Jets for NJ.com, wrote a piece about what was going on with Quinn Williams. And one of the people he spoke to was Chuck Smith, who's one of the best pass rushers of the 1990s, also well known for his work with pass rushers in the NFL right now. In fact, if you listen to the podcast, Jamal Westerman has told a bunch of funny stories about working with Chuck Smith when he was a rookie at Jets training camp. And in fact, Jamal Westerman wishes he could find the tape, but he did a whole thing for the Jets rookie talent show that they make you do where he did an impression of Chuck Smith. And when he did the impression on the show, it was hysterical. I'll have to find it and get him to do it again. But ultimately what Chuck Smith said here, Luke, is that a big reason why Quentin Williams wasn't being the explosive player that we were expecting in 2019 is that he wasn't being used as one and that if he was in the 4-3 system, he'd be somebody like Fletcher Cox. He didn't go as far as to say Aaron Donald, but he said one of the best defensive linemen in the league because he'd be asked to just pin his ears back and go. Is that more of what we saw even in the 3-4 with Greg Williams in 2020? And is that what you're expecting in this Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrich scheme? Yes, for sure. So I think there's a couple of reasons that Quinnen's going to be the beneficiary of this Sala scheme. The first thing is, as you mentioned there, it's put your head down, pin your ears back, get after the quarterback. There's no more, you know, watch the A gap, but you're also two gapping in the B as well. It's get north-south, penetrate, and disrupt. That's the first thing. We did see more of that last year, and we're definitely going to see that again. The second thing that I think is probably going to go unnoticed a little bit is uh, Robert Sala uses this wide nine technique. So that means with Nick Bosa uh, and D Ford, he had them outside the ghost tight end, so the extreme wide defensive end uh, pass rusher. What that's going to do is leave Quinn and Williams on an island. So those tackles, they cannot affect him. They're so worried and stressed about the outside rush. He's going to see more one-on-one matchups. Now, look, that also puts more uh, pressure on the middle linebackers and CJ Mosley, but it's definitely going to open up more one-on-one opportunities. And that's going to be huge when he's at the right three-tech position and Carl Lawson's outside him. And that's something that Alex Rowland, who had on Play Like a Jet Live this week, he discussed that and the intricacies of the wide nine and what it does. And as we discussed it and broke it down, I thought that was something that's really going to help Quinn because you can't have that line sliding towards him from the outside. Sure, he's going to see some help from the center, but he can withstand that because last year, there were times he was seeing not only doubles, but triple teams and having Carl Lawson there, but particularly in that wide nine position is going to be a huge help for him. Sounds like he's going to play a lot of three tech this season, which is where he does his best work, right? Yeah, I I would think so. Look, on obvious passing situations, I still see the benefit of putting him at the nose and letting him just attack these less mobile and, you know, 
laterally quick athletes at center. But yeah, look, at right three tech with Carl Lawson on his right shoulder, that's where this guy is going to do so much damage. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see. I really believe that this is the season that catapults him in that discussion for the second best defensive tackle in football. For years, it was Fletcher Cox. It kind of transitioned to Chris Jones. And now you have DeForest Buckner in that conversation as well. The Pittsburgh guys are both, you know, really good year in and year out. But I think playing more three tech, playing in Sulla's scheme and then playing with Carl Lawson, we're finally going to see the version. And off the bat before the draft, I said, I think Quinn Williams in year three is going to be an all pro. And I'm pretty happy with where he's trending. And I think that's going to be a pretty accurate, uh, an accurate guess. You mentioned Carl Lawson. How much do you think his presence is going to help Quentin Williams this year? It's enormous. Unless you're ESPN or his father, Jordan Jenkins wasn't a good pass rusher here for the Jets. <laughs> um, look, I understand they thought he ate, ate up double teams. I'm not sure you know, where the help was coming from, considering he was going against tackles most of the time. They weren't really chipping him with tight ends. But look, I kind of touched on it with my, my previous statement, but when you have that guy that's going to warrant the attention and garner the attention that Carl Lawson will, it just, it will lighten the load and the burden on Quinn and Williams. It will allow him to see more favorable matchups, which is enormous for him. Carl Lawson going one-on-one against tackles. Look, if they want to double Quinn and Williams and leave Carl Lawson one-on-one, that's a huge win for us as well. So it's a pick your poison now. And that's something that Quinnen's never had. Heck, that's nothing that the Jets haven't had in the last 20 years. So this is really exciting. I think Quinnen must be stoked about not only Carl Lawson, but about Sheldon Rankins. John Frank Lemire might be the most underrated front four player in the NFL. So in its entirety, he has so much help now. And Quinnen Williams can just focus on his game, what makes him elite, and he can go and dominate. And that sack number is going to go up. Not that I care about sacks personally, but when you get pressures and then suddenly you've got people bending the edge in the pocket from the outside, well, that guy at quarterback's got to step up. And that's when you see an increased production from your defensive tackles. Luke, the title of the video that you made on our YouTube channel, the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, which if you haven't subscribed to it yet, you should do that right now, is Quinton Williams is a top five interior defensive lineman. You believe that this season he's going to make the jump into that category and perhaps even to the number two guy after Aaron Donald. Yeah, look, I'm a bit of a betting man. And if you held me to it right now and said, where does he shake out on that list? I would say somewhere between two and four this year. I think after Aaron Donald, it will be DeForest Buckner, Quinnen Williams, and maybe one of the guys up in Pittsburgh. I just think his skill set is so dynamic. His ability to be powerful, agile, quick, his hand usage, that complete package is what gets you in that conversation with Aaron Donald or just after him. And I'm just, I'm so excited because this scheme in San Francisco was so successful and predicated around pass rush. And that's what this Jets unit needs to do because the secondary looks pretty barren and Quinnen has to be that top five guy. I know PFF had him, I think at number 14 and look, we've had some guests over on our show at Play Like a Jet Live from PFF, Austin Gale and Ian Harditz, and they do a great job. But I think some of these lists, it's very difficult when you're ranking guys compared to tiers. Uh, I know something that, that you agree with me as well, but I think Quinton Williams, to answer your original question, he is going to be that elite guy. I think he definitely is going to be the top in the top five defensive lineman in the, in the game next year. And I think he might even take that number two spot. As much as the 2021 season for the New York Jets 
is based around the rebuilt offense. There is almost nobody on this team that I'm looking more forward to watching than Quinn and Williams. And if you just listen to Luke talk about his 2020 film, now you know why. And you should definitely watch the video that he made. Quinn and Williams is a top five interior defensive lineman available right now on our YouTube channel, the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already. Luke Grant, our man over at playlikeajet.com, making great videos constantly. And also the co-host of Play Like a Jet Live. Luke, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down Quentin Williams' 2020 film with me. Really appreciate it. Tell everybody what they can check out on the YouTube channel, all the videos that you've been making, what you've got in store coming up, and then also talk about what's coming up on Play Like a Jet Live. Yeah, okay. So uh, a couple of days ago, I dropped a video over on the YouTube channel for Play Like a Jet on Mackay Becton, and it focused on him in the run game. Just looked at what a great scheme fit he's going to be on the front side of some of these uh, outside zone plays and what he can do on pin and pulls in space. So that was a really fun one to make. And then the latest one was on CJ Mosley, a guy who we haven't seen for nearly two years. But I just wanted to remind people what he can be. Look, I don't know how he's going to look on the field after two years you know, without playing, but his coverage skills and ability in Tampa 2 and some of these two high safety looks that the Jets will be playing under Salah this year, he has a really good skill set and he did some excellent things in those Tampa two roles. And I gave kind of an idea of his skill set and, and why he's underrated in the past game. And then what's on the agenda. Look, uh, we've got maybe a Marcus May coming a little more defensive line work, maybe an outlook for Bryce Hall in his 2021 season, his second year in the NFL and make sure you keep an eye out on Wednesday night for our episode with Alex Rollins, who does incredible work over in YouTube. He's pushing 60,000 subs and just knew everything about the Sala scheme and how it's developed and gone from that single high to the quarters and the cover two looks. So plenty happening, Scott. Make sure that you check out Play Like a Jet Live every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock with Luke and Clayton Smarslock. Lots of great interviews coming up. And if you missed any of the ones in the past with Tim Jenkins, with Austin Gale, and a whole bunch more, check those out. We've got clips on our YouTube channel. And subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Great videos, as Luke talked about. Brand new ones on C.J. Mosley, Mackay Becton, and, of course, Quinton Williams, which is the one that we were talking about today. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on the podcast on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital playlikeajet.com Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha in my dentist's office more than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChampaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.